0: Today on Nintendo Main, we'll try to figure out the popularity of Kirby's Air Ride.
1: And we'll teach you how to baby bird, your copy friends.
2: Kirby, 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 that's the name you should know. Kirby, 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 he's the star of the show. There's more than you think, you've got maximum pain. Kirby, Kirby, Kirby Kirby's the one. He comes to ride, that catcha He comes to ride, that catcha Give it all that you got, take your baby, get that shot. Just in the are right, Pat-Catcha for sure, yeah! How can I help you, King D? I need a monster to claw out there Kirby. That's what we do best at NME. You better get it with a money-back guarantee.
0: Welcome to Nintendo, Main. This is episode 28. We are your hosts, Trey Johnson Hand.
1: Hey, how's it going? It's me, Jeremy Moukowski.
0: What's going on, man?
1: Uh, Just playing my new Nintendo 64. Well, new to me. Yeah. But, uh, that's what I've been doing. You got another one? I'm pretty stoked, yeah. I haven't had a... 64 for several years i have a lot of games so i bought one off of my coworker for a very reasonable price i load up all my games and they all work except for mario kart
0: wow oh, that's too bad
1: that's the one that doesn't work but i've got a lot of a lot of other good games that
0: well, you can get that on Virtual Console for Wii, not not Wii U ever though, which is weird. They never put it. I, on there.
1: I do have it on my Wii Virtual Console.
0: So I yeah, still- I think that was another one that was uh, that was uh, stolen for being college. Was Mario sixty four, Mario Kart sixty four? Because I lost that one as well. Yeah, but, mine just
1: doesn't work. I might need to open it up and clean it.
0: But yeah, it,
1: all the other ones worked pretty quick, so I think something's probably pretty. Wrong
0: with it? Sure. Yeah, I ended up. Uh, I ended up just getting the Virtual Console version on Wii, which they actually kind of tweaked that one a little bit and made it look a little bit nicer. I think they even added yeah, added some some new stuff in it. It was either it was either that. Well, I know Wave Race for sure. They stuck. Uh, they stuck ads for like Wii and DS in there, where there were ads for like 64 and Game Boy in the old one. Like they actually changed some of the ads in the background. And I think they oh, might that okay. I don't know if they did that for Mario Kart 64 also, but I know they cleaned it up a little bit and made it look better. Well, I've got
1: that version, so that's the only one I can play. But I, I never really paid attention to the signs. I don't know if they're different. I'd have to no. load it up, check it out.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't, I don't know if they're different on, different on Mario Kart, but I thought it was really cool that they were different on Wave Race, that they changed them to more like to stuff that was out now, that <laughs> they made change the advertisements. I, was, I, I did was,
1: load up a uh, Banjo-Kazooie, and that was kind of funny because, well, for me personally, because I've been playing it a lot on the Xbox 360. You can download it. I think I've t- talked about that before.
0: Yeah, and, uh, and that, that's the same version that's on Rare Replay, right? On Xbox One.
1: Yeah, it's the same version, and um, it's like sort the, of
0: an like, HD version.
1: Yeah, it's just funny on the N sixty four version because there's so many more Nintendo references in the uh, at the beginning. Like, what's his name? I can't remember his name now. The uh, the tribal dude, the witch doctor guy,
0: uh, Mumbo Jumbo. Like, pl-
1: yeah, Mumbo Jumbo. He's playing like a keyboard that or a xylophone that says Nintendo on it. You know, it's oh like yeah. Nintendo Okay, what does it I don't know, say? A lot, of, a lot of little things like that. What does it and say? On, little, what does what say?
0: No, I was just gonna say, what does it say on the 360 version? Does it say Microsoft on his keyboard on his xylophone at the beginning? I
1: don't know. It definitely doesn't say Nintendo. Oh, I know. I figured. I, I was just wondering just how they altered it.
0: Yeah, maybe they just maybe they just cut it.
1: But of course, you know, we all remember the beginning where the the N walks across the screen as like kind of an animal thing.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Of course,
1: that's definitely not there in the yeah. Xbox.
0: Version. It could be an X. It could be 3D X. That'd be funny so uh yeah i I always thought about trying to play that game again but i haven't yet the banjo kazooie now that i have a 64 working actually do do you need an expansion pack for that because i don't have an expansion pack on my 64 yet you don't need that for for banjo right you just need it for conquer or like or do you even need it for conquer i know you You need it for for donkey kong
1: i'm fairly certain you need it for conquer it may just be for certain modes you don't need it for banjo kazooie because that game came out the same year as uh Ocarina
0: of Time. Oh, yeah. So Did this it?
1: before the expansion pack. Yeah, it was 98.
0: Oh, yeah, but it came out in the summer of 98, I think. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was. Because yeah, I played it at my mom's house, I remember. Like right after, like right like right when high school was ending or before, or right before high school was over. That's what I remember. And then, so that must have been, must have been pre. Because I, I played Ocarina of Time at the Lincoln, at the college.
1: Yeah, it was a summer game. Yeah.
0: I thought about trying that one again. I don't know. People seem to have mixed feelings on whether banjos aged well or not. We could always do a we could always do a rare episode to do and get into something like that in the well, future. Well, I will
1: say personally, I will say that uh, I think it has aged well. It it is a collectathon, but all of the collections kind of make sense you know there's not nothing's too like left field or random if you properly explore the level every nook and cranny you'll find
0: all the stuff
1: oh yeah and you, if of, you use all your abilities and stuff you'll get it oh yeah
0: the, speaking of uh banjo kazooie we might as well just jump to it did you watch uh, did you watch the ukulele trailer that came out this week i did did you see there's like a couple i guess there's a couple uh, references to uh banjo kazooie and like rare games in general in the in the trailer that i saw
1: itself is a reference to banjo
0: kazooie it is. There's like some. There's some stuff from other games that are in there. I, I didn't write all of it down, but it looks. It looks pretty cool. I mean, there's a. There's a game that we know that'll be on Wii U that that was that was unveiled. But yeah, it looks, it looks looks very. Pre- looks very similar.
1: It's very pretty. It looks like it's just going to be like you know they've intentionally said this is going to be a collection game, so it'll be the same spirit of Banjo Kazooie. Oh yeah.
0: At the, uh, at the very end of, at the very end of the trailer when they do that like after credits sort of thing, you know, where they're like hanging out on the beach chairs, uh, one of the, one of their drinks has a, has a jiggy in it. I don't know if you saw that. That's one thing I remember. Has a jigsaw piece in it, like, like stuck to the side, like a, like a, like a, like a lime slice, you know? I thought that was, that was cool. So there's a little bit of Banjo Kazooie in there. Aside from, you know, of course the whole game, but. But yeah, there's just a little reference to the jiggies. No, so I didn't it's, see that. It's, it's like in the background on the wall. If you're if you're not looking for it, I don't know, they, they think you see it.
1: I think I I do want to play that game. It looks awesome. Yeah, I'm it's right that. up my alley. I love I love adventure games and I love like cartoony games.
0: I like uh yeah I like three D plat three D platformers and they they're kind of dead right now. They're they're all but extinct. So it's nice to see more of them. You know they kind of went out. There's there's for a while there that I thought that they'd do some sort of you know renaissance of them because I figured people were tired of playing first person shooters all the time but it never really happened but it seemed like the right time for it you know for a while there when it wasn't when there just wasn't anything like that and there still really isn't anything like that but hopefully ukulele will do well and then they can you know that'll open a door for others if others. Come I along. do like
1: that, I do like that they're unashamedly saying they're a, it's a collecting game because back in the day that was collecting things was kind of you know. It was a complete, but it was kind of a way to inflate the length of the game so you'd play it longer. But this game is just saying that's what this is, you know. So I don't know if that means it's going to be necessary to collect everything. In Banjo-Kazooie, it kind of is.
0: Yeah, no, it's important. I mean, you need the the Jinjos. What were they called? Do you remember what those creatures were called that save you in the end? Yep. Jinjos? Yeah.
1: You want to get all those and then all the Jiggies, which are the... (laughs) It pieces. You get to get jiggy with it.
0: Did you ever play Banjo-Tooie? Do you have that one?
1: I still haven't played Banjo-Tooie. Yeah. Do you have it? No, I've, I've been waiting to play it when I can properly play it with Stop and Swap. So <laughs> I, I have to beat it on an Xbox 360 and then download it. Then download Tooie, play it that way. Oh. Well, so you I don't... have to beat it on the 360 first because it's the only version besides Rare Replay where you play those that mode. You can't do it on the 64.
0: Oh, I thought you could. Oh, no. what? Would you swap the like, cartridges? I thought you could do that on the original one. I mean, I've never played Banjo Tooie, so I don't know. But I thought that it did have. No, a, they
1: took it out. There's uh, there's some stuff you can do with a Game Shark to kind of make it work. But yeah, the big end put the the nicks on yanking cartridges out while well, the power's on. Like they well, were cool, that, so that's why it didn't happen.
0: It's not good for the system. That's really why it's it's a horrible idea. You know, it's like ejecting discs like while the game's playing. It's not. It's not good. But it I probably would have been fine. I think with cartridges, it probably works. It's not. It's, it's definitely worse than ejecting discs, but still.
1: I've read uh, that you can do a thing where you pull the cartridge up at an angle and, and somehow that triggers the stop and swap, but I've never really tried it. And I don't have a copy of TUI. So if I yeah. have Banjo TUI on the N64, I'll try.
0: Well, I, thinking- I do
1: have one <laughs> on. 64 and i can play it now so that's kind
0: of cool. yeah i think it's uh, i think it's kind of rare banter i don't know what the prices are if it was cheaper i probably would have got no one pun now, intended yeah no pun intended for it's the rarest <laughs> i don't know how anything it was a, it was They're a, all rare.
1: it was a late release i think it was what 2000 or 2001 was it and it was a late it was a late n64 release so that's probably why it's rare it'd be like <laughs> zoda's revenge
0: it wasn't later. It wasn't later than Conquer, though, was it? I thought Conquer was like the last game for was pretty much the last game for sixty four.
1: You're right. I think Two E came before that, and
0: yeah. Conquer was two thousand. Could be. I mean, uh, yeah, probably. Right? Yeah, it would have to be because because uh, GameCube was two thousand one. Let's see, uh, Majora's Mask was also two thousand. Yeah, Majora's Mask was two thousand for sure.
1: Okay, so maybe Two uh, E was ninety nine. I could look it up, but I'm just guessing.
0: Yeah, we'll save that for our Banjo Kazooie episode we, ever, we, we ever will get to that have you played have you played anything else uh, i mean I, aside from uh, well you got the 64 have you gotten anything else or played anything else this week
1: yeah i was uh, hanging out with some friends last week and they introduced me to the raspberry pi which i've read a lot about but i've been sort of uh, intimidated by all the stuff you have to do to get it to work
0: what but, uh, what, is, what is it like is all right a, well raspberry pi
1: is it's not a console Raspberry Pi is a single board computer that was originally designed, uh, I think, in Europe, England, maybe. Uh, it was originally designed as a, a teaching tool for, like, to teach, pretty much to teach kids how to learn how to program computers. And uh, it became popular enough beyond that because people were using it to do other things that they made it commercially available. And it's only $35. It's cheap. And you buy it. And then, yeah, it's the best way I can describe it. Is, it's like the inside of a cell phone or a smartphone. So you're just buying that. It doesn't have a screen or anything, but it has USB ports uh, and it has an HDMI port. It has built-in Wi-Fi and built-in w- Bluetooth. It has an SD card slot or a micro SD card slot that uh, it loads everything off of like an operating system. You have to put an operating system on the SD card for it to even like turn on. Oh, wow. So it's kind of, you know, it's not... I would say since I was able to do it, I think a a newbie could make it work, but you just have to kind of be dedicated to the process and look at some YouTube videos and uh, download four or five different programs, depending if you're using a Mac or, or a Windows computer.
0: Yeah. It, it sounds kind it sounds kind of complicated but i'm sure you can figure it's it out it's
1: kind of complicated but there's a lot of youtube videos that show you what you need so you buy you buy the you buy the uh computer board and uh you end up needing to buy a lot of things to get it going you need to buy a power supply that's a certain amp which i don't really understand but it has to be that for it to work and then you use an hdmi cable and you have to have USB controller of some form. I've got a Super Nintendo, like generic Super Nintendo USB controller I use. And you have to be able to plug in a keyboard and a mouse through the USB port. So it's kind of complicated, but it's really not. If you watch a few YouTube videos, but uh, I was able to get this up and running after seeing people... Run some emulators on it at this uh, when I was hanging out with my friends uh, last week. So I've put about, I'd say I've put about $85 into it, and I can run any NES game, any Super Nintendo or Genesis. Uh, I was getting some Game Boy Advance games to work today, so it's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, that's cool. And uh, you just plug it right into your TV, so that's your monitor. Sure. Uh, you can do a lot of other things with the Raspberry Pi. You can actually use it as a full-fledged computer if you want with, like, word processors and internet browser and all that stuff. I was mainly just interested in seeing if I could get the emulator running, and it took a little while. It took me two or three days of messing around with it, but I got it working finally. Sure. It's really cool because you can do save states and everything, so I was playing a little bit of a Adventure of Link today because I think you need save states to... Enjoy that game nowadays.
0: Yeah I, yeah, I, have it. I have it on Wii U. I just, I don't know. I'm not. Very, I'm not very good at it. I, but, I don't uh, think. I don't think I've gotten much farther than like maybe the second part of it. I don't even remember.
1: And not Nintendo, but I, uh, I was able to play like some Sega games on it. That's.
0: Oh, sure. There were, some, there were some really cool games that they released for a uh, virtual console on the Wii from Sega. Like, I played uh, Fantasy Star 4, which I thought was really cool. And I never really understood why they never, like, released a CD that had all the Fantasy Star games on it. You know, they do, like, these Sonic collections and other Sega collections, but no, uh, no Fantasy Star collections. Because that would be something I would be interested in getting, if they would ever do that. Even Maybe it's too niche. A, Even if it was just a re-release. What, RPGs? I thought people still liked those. <laughs> like Japanese RPGs, I think. I mean, I find that more interesting than playing like the millionth release of Echo the Dolphin or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they have some like 3D. Like, I like I bought. Uh, the, I guess there's there's like a sale going on right now for Sega games on uh, the 3D ones on 3DS, and I bought Streets of Rage too. You know, the 3D version. Just because yeah. Street's Ray right, True is awesome, but I, I I don't understand why there can't be why there can't be a 3D version of like Fantasy Star. I understand yeah. it's a bigger a bigger game and it would take longer, but it would be nice to be able to get that for a couple bucks too, along with the other stuff instead of like Space Harrier or Afterburner or whatever. I just wish they they had ones that had a little more depth too. Maybe
1: it's a licensing thing. I mean, I, I
0: thought they owned that property. I thought they made it. I mean, I thought they made the fantasy Fantasy Star games.
1: They've put them on some collections, so they probably-
0: have they because I've I've looked and I don't remember actually seeing. If you get on any, Steam,
1: any... they've got a, a lot of Sega collections you can download.
0: Well, I know, that, and there's ones on PS3 too, but I don't remember any of them. Any of them having Fantasy Star games on them? I'm pretty
1: sure I have some Fantasy Star on my Steam account.
0: Okay, maybe on the Steam one, but if one of, from the ones I saw for consoles, I, I they always were devoid of those of those games. They seem to have everything else, but I may be mistaken. I don't know if they if I if there would have been one, I would have. I would have bought it unless I just missed it. But I don't really, I don't really use Steam, so I don't know what's on there.
1: Well, needless to say, all those games are on online if you want to download the ROMs. Which you know, the ethical thing is to say you should own the game if you download the ROM. You can find oh, yeah. it, and uh, it'll run on the Raspberry Pi, which I'm using a. It's called the RetroPie operating system. And you can download that for free off their site, retropy.com And uh, pretty much you just have to figure out how to properly install that on your SD card, which whether you have an Apple or a, a Windows computer, it's a Linux file. So you have to use different software to get it installed correctly. Okay. But, uh, but once you get that installed onto the SD card, uh, that is your operating system. So you don't have to have anything else. You just put ROMs onto it and it works.
0: Sure thing. Yeah. Um I mean it sounds kinda of complicated but I'm sure if you I'm sure if you looked it up you could figure it out.
1: I think most people could work through it in a day or two just like watching YouTube videos making oh, sure, sure you have all of the stuff because I didn't have everything and I had to buy a couple of extra things.
0: Yeah the whole to- u- the whole using Linux for it I I feel would would get would be where it would get complicated for me. But
1: it's really not because you just download programs on your computer that do it for you.
0: Oh yeah. I, I thought you had to figure out a way for your computer to run Linux for it to No, it's it just to... that
1: the files are that's the kind of files they are so you have to use a different kind of software to to write them because your computer doesn't natively understand what those files mean. Sure. So pretty that's much you're downloading programs that translate it and allow you to translate it to the SD card. It's kind of how I would explain it. I don't know if that's the right explanation, but that's how I understand it.
0: Sure, no, I understand. Well, that's but it's cool. been a lot of fun. Part,
1: I mean, half of the fun in that is just getting it to work. So once it yeah. once it works, you know, there's a good feeling. Holy shit, I did this! Like I got this shit working. So that's yeah, like just that. that feeling in it by itself. I would recommend people playing around with the Raspberry Pi because it's really daunting at first, but once you sort of figure out the quirks of it, it's really easy. Sure. Okay, that's so cool. I found on my uh, Steam account. I've got Shining Force one and two. You were talking about Shining Force, right? Or no, you're talking about F- fantasy. Fantasy star. fantasy, star. You know, shining what? Fo-
0: shining force is the uh, Fire Emblem mm-hmm. type game.
1: I think that I was confused, so no, I don't have fantasy star.
0: Yeah, I was going to say I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that that it wasn't on any of the uh, collections that you're I probably because I would buy a whole collection just for just to play those games. I played a very
1: small amount of the one on GameCube that could get into. It.
0: Fantasy Star Online, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't play that, but I always kind of wanted to buy the wanted to buy the uh, the modem to play that. But that's that's completely different. I just want to play like the 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 eight bit and sixteen bit because there a Fantasy Star One was on Master System, and the oh, two, wow. three, and four were on a uh, Sega Genesis. And I think all I played is four because that was the one that was rated the highest. But it, it was good. I liked it a lot. It was shorter. It was shorter than most RPGs, but I wow. enjoyed it. So is it
1: true that you beat Dragon Quest two? I did beat Dragon Quest two.
0: I beat it I beat it last night, finally. And now I finally get to play Dragon Quest three, which is which is cool. I, I ordered that one a couple weeks ago, I think I said. I hadn't started it yet until I beat the, 20, the second one. But that one's cool. That's the first time they introduced class systems into the into the Dragon Quest series. So So which you get one a little, is free- you get a little more so freedom.
1: That, is that on NES or on the game?
0: The first four games were on uh were on NES, but I'm playing the re-releases of them on Game Boy.
1: That's what I was asking. So it's a Game Boy Color cartridge. Yeah, it's a
0: Game Boy Color cartridge. The one of the see-through ones, and it cool. looks really nice. It's it's about it's about as close as you'll get to Super Nintendo on Game Boy on Game Boy Color. Is what they're Are trying you to playing do.
1: Playing it on your Advance or on this? Oh, wait, you don't have a Super. You're playing on the Player, right?
0: Yeah, I'm playing on the game. I'm playing it a little bit of both. I'm, I'm playing it on the on the GBASP and the GameCube Game Boy Player. I kind of I kind of alternate from one to another depending on how what time it is or however you want to play it it looks best on the uh, game boy player on the tv but it has some really cool animations like the the bad guys actually move in this one so they actually like have animations they do when they attack you which is really cool and it just uh it looks really nice like the the textures look really nice for the or the artwork on it and there's some parts where it actually looks like a super nintendo game like i thought some of the parts at the beginning like really looked like some of the towns looked really good like the way the water moves and like the way the the way the cliffs look and shadows and stuff like that—it's really it looks—it's really pushed the boundaries of the Game Boy Color back well, in was, two was back in two thousand one when it came out. Yeah. Well, that that was like the end of Game Boy Color, right? <laughs> when yeah, that... two
1: thousand one is when the Game Boy
0: Advance came. Out. Yeah, because uh, it the Dragon Quest one and two were on came out in two thousand, and Dragon Quest three came out in two thousand one for Gabe, for the Game Boy, so. And I also have an I have an unopened co- unopened copy of Dragon Quest Four oh, that's wow. waiting on DS <laughs> that I'm waiting to play after I finish three and ho- and I'm hoping for as a segue into our news I'm still hoping for that I'm hoping for the announcement of the release date of Dragon Quest Seven at the E3 in a couple of days because they apparently they're going to show that
1: yeah they'll tell us when
0: what... during uh they're supposed to show it during the Treehouse and I thought there was supposed to be some sort of event tomorrow on the 11th if there is we'll do some sort of update about it but I thought they were going to do some Pokemon Sun and Moon stuff tomorrow is what I heard oh wow but i don't know i mean that's what i that's what i remember hearing on i think on nvc or, or some other place and uh, i uh, and i tried to finish uh, and i tried to finish star tropics too, also which uh, you know that's that's pretty difficult it has like this incredibly stupid <laughs> end part which i wished i would have talked about but i didn't because at the end of the game they basically make you fight like when you make you go through a, bo- a boss rush and play the final boss after that and it's really it's pretty awful so well, I'm I, pretty
1: far into the sixth chapter and it's really hard
0: of the second one or the first one.
1: But I'm I'm trying to beat it. Of the first it's one hard. or the second one? The first one. Oh. Just yeah. on the first. One. Yeah.
0: I don't think the first one's that bad. I mean, well, you, compared to the other one, but
1: probably not. Yeah. I mean, I'm on the uh I'm on that dungeon where you like I guess it's kind of like tri- would it be tribal? Like you're like all the statues are all around, and then there's the like uh the weird totem guys. You have to fight. Oh, yeah. There's I mean, there's a room where I have to fight like two of those guys at once, and I can't get past that part. It's
0: really hard. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't remember the totem guys. I mean, I'm sure I do, but I, I don't.
1: They're the ones that like they shoot out four bullets every time they like move. They change direction. Oh,
0: yeah. I don't remember. I mean, they've got
1: a, they've got a pattern to them, but yeah. Yeah. I think they're tough.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, everything's pretty tough in that game. You just gotta you just gotta like like I said in the. Thing, play it like the PC game. Oh, you I go. save state all the time. Like go, in the, like, like, go in a room, save. If you fuck up that room, go back to the beginning of the room again, try it again. You know, that, that's basically what I how I had to get through pretty much most of I've the game. It. Yeah, it was just like saving every room when you get there and then go back to that if you lost too much life and then start over again. You know, that's so how I had to do it. But it, it makes it a lot quicker like that.
1: Well, I'm making progress. Yeah.
0: And, and there's like, it's, and there's a lot of secrets in there that if you find those that though, it makes it easier. Like always be on the lookout for jars of potion and all that because they're all over the place. In the, I've been playing it. Uh, in the second one at the end, there's like this crazy maze that you go through with all these conveyor belts. And, and I think there's like, um, there's this, this maze of conveyor belts and you can get at least like 10 potions, if not more, before you go into like the six boss rush thing or whatever, however many it is, you play like, you play all the main bosses, so I think there's like six or seven. But if you navigate it right, you can get a shitload of potions. is the idea, and I and I went through it where I ended up with eight at the end and saved there. Oh wow! But it's still like it's still hard because it only the potion only gives you like six hearts, maybe.
1: Wow! You played it way better than me. So I didn't think you could save your potions because they reset after every, every dungeon.
0: They do reset after every dungeon, but in this one oh, there's, so you can just in, get a lot in that one. In this one, there's like ten potions, like in this maze, in this uh, maze of uh, conveyor belts. You can get, you can get 10 bottles of potion, like, all at once, to, to, uh, to take into this fight, into the boss fight. That's insane. Yeah. And you can say, I mean, you can save anything from the beginning of the, of the, of the, um, like, I would do it, like, if there's a, you know, whatever potions you have, like, try to take it all the way to the boss. Cause, yeah, you, you lose all your stuff when you leave the dungeon, but you keep it all the way through. But, yeah, this one just has, like, this maze with all these hearts and potions because you're gonna have to fight this insane amount of bosses. In the next part, that's kind of unfair, but I don't know. At least you're a little bit stronger, but still, yeah, you got to go basically go through like all of those, all, all the bosses all over again, which is really annoying. There's this, uh, there's this incredibly hard boss called the Knight Rider that at least you don't have to fight him. I thought he was the worst. You have to fight You have to fight him on a conveyor belt. It's really annoying. You're like on a is conveyor Rider? Yeah. He's called the Knight Rider. And he's like this, uh, he's basically this knight, but, and you're in like this room and you're on Does this, he have a talking like... car. No, but it's like a constantly moving conveyor belt. And he, uh, yeah, and then you basically have to jump around and try to hit him while you're on this conveyor ball. It's really annoying. It's hard to explain it, I guess, without you without you actually playing it. But it's probably like one of the it's probably the worst boss on that whole game, I think. And I haven't even played the final boss of the second one.
1: Jesus. Well you know, I think getting all the way through and even with save states, I'll feel good about myself. Yeah.
0: I don't think it's yeah, I don't think it's all that hard. I mean I, I beat the first one somehow without save states, so <laughs> I mean yeah. I don't I could, know how you did it, man. I, I, I could, really don't. I could have never done it. I could have never done the second one without save states though. Cause that was just stupid. Like that night rider part is just stupid. Like there's no way I could have done that without save states. It's annoying. But yeah, that's that's what we missed on that. I think. But yeah, aside from that, uh, was there any was there any other news that we that we missed or that we haven't got into? There was only like a couple things. Like there's some there's some new Zelda artwork that was released with uh, him on the horse. There's this whole uh, you know discussion about it being a girl possibly, possibly because his hair is longer. I still don't think it looks like a girl. I still think it looks like a guy. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I think it just has long hair.
0: Yeah, and it's and it's, he's wearing so you know he's wearing a different outfit. The past few Zelda games, he's always had a different outfit at the beginning, like Wind Waker, uh, Twilight Princess as well, right? He had his he had his weird sumo thing that he was wearing <laughs> at the beginning his of that. Old, his
1: big old butt. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, with his big old butt. So uh, that's and I, I don't even, I don't remember like it's been such a long time since I played Skyward Sword, but I'm sure he had a different outfit in that too before he wore the the garb. So that seems to be a regular thing. I don't think it's anything different, but I can't wait to see it. I mean, I thought we might see something tomorrow of it, but I'm not sure. Maybe not. i may be confused. Because I thought that they were going to show something during that event where everybody's lining up to play it, like for the 500 people, which I'm sure are lined up right now, maybe. I don't know. I heard so you can't. What exactly
1: add- is this event happening? It's this Tuesday,
0: right? Yeah, the, the Treehouse event. But I thought there was something on the 11th also. Like, I thought they were going to, that there was like some sort of digital thing tomorrow, is what, is what I heard. But I'm not sure. I mean, we'll, we'll have to see. If there is something, we'll do a little update at the end for it. I
1: guess I was under the impression some on the 12th and 13th. I didn't know there was something on
0: the 11th. Well, I think the. I think that that E3 like starts on the fourteenth. The Nintendo thing starts on the fourteenth and goes through that week. That's what I was told, at least through the sixteenth, because that's when they're actually doing their Treehouse event. Is the fourteenth? So, but uh, but I but I was under the impression that there was some stuff for the eleventh too. I don't know. We'll figure it out. There's a there's this game called Riverside. Did you see that? That had a little little thing on it. I watched the trailer for it. It's there's a little trailer for it. It's this nice looking game where it looks like it's made out of paper. There's like some some flat like lake effects in there or whatever. But at the end it says coming. It says like coming soon for Oculus Rift and Nintendo NX. Which made everybody think that it was that it was a VR game, and that it was that uh, NX is going to have VR. So that was like another rumor thing. People thinking that 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 NX is going to have VR capability. Did you see that? I didn't see that. But oh, look, I want to see it. Look it up. It looks it looks cool, and it just yeah it says it says NX on it, which is weird because that's like not even the actual name of the system. But is it a fully three D game? It's yeah. It looks. I mean, it, it just basically what it shows is like this just this pretty area that looks like it's like made and painted like it was like it was created like this paper land, but there's no actual gameplay. It just shows like river. It just says like Riverside shows all these graphics. And then says Oculus Rift and NX, which people thought with the grouping with Oculus Rift, that it's a VR game. I don't know if it is or not, but it looks cool. Maybe it's, maybe it could run on both. Maybe it can not run on a VR thing and run on a VR thing. I don't know.
1: I think that's an important point. Like it's possible. It's just a 3d game that will also be on the Oculus.
0: Yeah. That was interesting. The, um, we talked about yeah we talked about the Zelda artwork a little bit people talking about the female link there's yeah there's an eShop sale for like the five year anniversary there's like a handful of games that are half off I think I own all of them like pretty much every time they do that it's like ones you've already owned I think what it's did like,
1: that, did that sale just start today
0: I think it just started like yesterday right yeah because it wasn't on there I think it, I think it dropped when uh, Wario master of Disguise dropped which why did, I don't know why they put that game on there but they did
1: <laughs> There's so many more Wario games than I realized. Like, well, I just more of them.
0: I mean, well, they they they've already released like Wario Land Four, right? They release yeah. they released two and three. Those are on 3ds, right? I know. T- I have oh. two. I don't know if three ever made it out, but. Uh, Speaking of Wireland games or wireware games, like they could easily put a uh, Shake It on there, that one that was like all beautifully hand drawn, you know, from the Wii. That could have been a that could have been a uh, virtual console thing. It's another thing that apparently Europe has that we don't have. So they could have released that instead of Master of Disguise. But I don't know. Maybe there's one person that bought that game and liked that game. I just remember it being like, a you know, flash in the pan, like It got reviewed not very well, and then nobody really really played it. So I don't know.
1: Yeah, I forgot it existed.
0: But uh, that's I mean that's what I have right now for the news. Uh, Do you want to take a quick break, and then we'll get to our topic of the week? Sounds good, man. All right. So in order to uh, celebrate the the release of uh of Kirby Planet Robobot which came out today which looks cool. Robobot. Robobot. Looks Robobot. cool. I I haven't gotten it yet but it's been reviewed pretty well like people seem to like it. Looks looks neat. I don't know. I'm kind of uh I'm kind of in a little bit of a budgetary strain for the for the month so I may I I'm, I'm kind of trying to save up for to for Tokyo Mirage Sessions that comes out at the end of the month. So I may not be getting Getting a RoboBot until later, but because it was because it's releasing, we decided to do a Kirby episode. And because it would probably take us like five hours to go through all of the Kirby releases, we decided to do something similar to what we did for our, our obscure NES episode, and just pick a couple games ourselves each, and just talk about them. Starting off with,
1: well, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, Kirby's Dream Course.
0: Kirby's Dream Course. That was, if if I'm correct, wasn't that the first release of Kirby on the in the 16-bit world? Isn't that his first Super Nintendo release? I believe was Dream I Course?
1: don't know. That's I know there were only f- there were four games.
0: I think that was the, I think that was the first one. I think the first release for Super Nintendo was Dream Course.
1: I mean, it came out on February first, nineteen ninety five. I think that uh, I think there was a Kirby
0: game. Was there? Because uh, so. what was it? Um, because cause Kirby Kirby three Kirby Streamland three came out in like ninety seven after the sixty four had already launched. Like it was oh, shit. Sure. Like that was the final release of Nintendo for the Super Nintendo was uh, was the Kirby was Kirby three which Super I have Star was
1: ninety six
0: which I have on the um, yeah so this was what was it what did you say this was ninety seven
1: Yep Kirby's Dream Course was the first one so. Ah
0: I was right so <laughs> I did more research than you No I'm kidding <laughs> uh, But yeah Dream, Kirby's Dream Course was the first release uh, was was a uh, Kirby's first first foray into the sixteen bit world. I, I remember getting it, I got it on Wii, and I think I got it on Wii U also, like Virtual Console. And I remember trying to play it when it came out, and I basically it basically ended up me just watching YouTube videos of people playing it and trying to repeat that. And even doing that, it was difficult. It's an incredibly difficult game, but an interesting idea.
1: Right. So, yeah, this game, when I saw the commercials for it and stuff back in the day, I wanted to play it. And I, I knew I liked Kirby because I played him on the Game Boy. You know, one of the first Game Boy games I ever beat. I think I beat Mario Land first, and then I think Kirby was the second one I
0: beat. Yeah, well, Kirby. Uh, I guess uh, Kirby was originally made for for younger gamers. Like they were, they were supposed to be an easy game. That's like how the why the first one was so easy, and then it just kind of spawned more stuff from there. But yeah, I think that was also one of the first games I beat as well. And I think that's why I like that first one was it was pretty easy, and you could fly over most of the levels, which I guess some people didn't like, but I was fine with it.
1: I think it was supposed to be easy and fun at the same time. So if you if you played it, yeah. Not- flying over the whole level. You could still power through it. You could probably pretty much just run through it like Dino Wars and yeah. <laughs> grab power-ups as you go. Sure. I think it's, it's, a little, I think
0: it's a little bit better than Dino Wars. but
1: It's a little bit better, but still, you know, they're similar. Yeah, they are similar. Because I'm proving a point. I understand. But not, really. <laughs>
0: but not really. But Kirby's
1: Dream Course looked like it was going to be a lot of fun. So I did rent this game when it first came out, and like you were saying, I didn't have YouTube videos. But uh, I played... I mean, I played several levels into it, but it just got really hard and frustrating, and you couldn't go like you you couldn't go back a shot, you couldn't take back a shot, which yeah. is okay, you know. But that still would have been cool if there was some sort of save state functionality. I mean, a lot of golf games have that where you can save it time. Yeah, back. well, on
0: the on the Wii U, you can. Yeah, well, I mean, that really helps for golf games. Like and I, yes, it, you
1: could you could do this on the Wii U, it's available on virtual consoles, so you could yeah. use. You state on that.
0: But even I, yeah. re- I remember even like the aiming on it was pretty, was pretty rough. Like the way that you would aim your shots or like how the power and the, and the way, and the way and like the straightness of it. Like I remember that being confusing too, to a point.
1: Well, the game is uh, in an isometric perspective. So think uh, Mario RPG, which came out uh, that same year in North America, uh, but more convoluted because there is like, they try to create slope with the sprites that you were seeing. So, Within the course, you would have, like, a sloped platform you were moving toward, and then it would create its own physics once you were on it, where you had to, like... Yeah, and it just added a lot of extra depth to it and realism at the time, they would have said, but it made it really hard to, uh, to like, curve around the sure. edges of the course and stuff.
0: Yeah, I think they used... Didn't they use some of the, like, invisible walls, too, to a point? Like, to where, like... Because it was, like, a section of a hole, and it would, like, bounce up and hit the whatever the the you know the fake wall and then come back down. I remember that being worked into some of the some of the holes too. Yeah, this
1: game had a lot of obstacles because you had a lot of power-ups. So, it was it was balanced well in that sense. Like Kirby can get some pretty cool abilities. He can pick up like the ability to turn into a tornado and then he can move wherever he wants to go. Um, you also gain so You know, the game works slightly differently because you start with your tomatoes. You have tomatoes as your power bar. And every time you destroy an enemy, you get an extra tomato. But if you don't make it to the hole, that takes away a tomato.
0: Yeah, so So, it's kind of like your shots, right?
1: Right. So you have a finite amount of shots per hole, and you want to get the minimum amount. But
0: in the meantime,
1: you can collect power-ups, the enemies you hit. And this is kind of where the game's balance kind of works in your favor because like i mentioned there was the ability with the tornado where you can move wherever you want so that makes it a little easier but you don't always have those power ups available to you yeah, but you of, have to make it you have to make it to the hole before you run out of tomatoes that's this game
0: and they they carry over right do they carry over to the next hole i don't, I don't remember the tomatoes as
1: far as i you know what? I don't know.
0: I thought they I thought they did. Like cuz you could really screw yourself over if you, you know, if you used a lot of them like in the first course. So I felt like, cuz I remember when I was playing it like you had to be pretty precise like for each one to get through like the entire course or like the entire, you know, however many holes. I think they carry over.
1: Yeah, I think so. From what I'm
0: reading. And, and I remember there was like a, there's like a hang glider type, type power up that you get too, right? Where you could jump up and then glide down. I, I only made it through like the first couple stages or collection of stages on that.
1: Yeah, this game had uh, that power up in as well. Uh, so I was going to mention, I was surprised about this. Uh, a lot of early Super Nintendo literature that you would get a hold of, like, as far as like pack in. Uh, advertisements and stuff in your games. It would show screenshots of this game, and it was called Special T Shot. This was yeah. a game that was originally uh, released in Japan on the Satellite View add-on, which was the uh, of oh, the Satellite View, yeah, Satellite View, yeah, where you could uh, download games. Essentially, it was yeah, the you could al-
0: on the internet, yeah, and you could only play it at certain times, pretty much, because there were like broadcasts that were there were there were specific times, like the where you then you can only play it during those times. I think we talked about this a little bit in our in our Fire Emblem episode because they had a they had a view game for that also.
1: But apparently the uh, developers decided way it really makes sense to uh, put Kirby in this the way this game's working. So they they were halfway through developing it the Kirby elements. So uh, that was the version we got there, the Kirby
0: stream course. Was it was it was it originally supposed to be a weird ass golf game <laughs> before they put him in there?
1: Yeah. So I'll read you the uh, the little advertisement blurb. You know when you would have had that poster or the whatever the, the catalog that would have a bunch of like pages dedicated to individual games. So this was called special tee shot originally. And the description is blast the ball off the tee to clink and clink as it bounces off of wacky obstacles on a sky high high tech golf course of the future. The super Aeneas accurately plots the path of your shot for the most realistic and fun feel in a golf game yet. But the screenshot looks like Kirby dream course. It's got, weird, like translucent cones <laughs> that you're trying to avoid.
0: Oh, sure. It's set up like
1: the grid, the, the isometric grid.
0: Well, you still get to play through the wacky obstacles and all that. It's just, yeah, I wonder, you didn't you probably didn't find anything about like uh, how much that sold or anything like that, did you? Like, I wonder how successful Kirby's, Kirby's uh, Dream Course was. I mean, they didn't make any more, but it's just such a, that's, I mean, that's kind of an odd game in itself for Super Nintendo. If we had an obscure Super Nintendo, you know, game episode, that'd be, I would put that in there. I'm just wondering how well it performed, like for that time. I guess I
1: don't know how well it sold, but it was reviewed. I'd say it was like a B as far as how it was reviewed by different sites at the time and uh, publications. GamePro said that it did for golf what NBA Jam did for basketball. So there's <laughs> really? one. There's one quote. Oh wow! They said it was a wildly <laughs> interesting game.
0: Well, I don't think it was as playable as NBA Jam, but
1: I don't either. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. Something you could, it had a two player mode, and the two player mode was a little more fun to play because you would gain extra tomatoes by being the first one to make it to the hole.
0: Oh, sure. So then you got kind of an advantage for beating the, beating the other player. Yeah. Well, if you think, if you think about the time that it came out though, like how many, I mean, how many really good like Super Nintendo golf games were there really like at that time? Like I remember my dad had a couple of like the PGA Tour games, which were like so, so, but there's really not like a Mario Golf Super Nintendo game at all. Like there was like, there was like one on NES that, that, you know, was kind of that that came out after the regular golf game, but you know, it was still kind of like Wild West uh, at that time for golf games. So I guess it was reviewed well at the time because there wasn't a whole lot to compare it to
1: well judging by this uh little blurb that i just read they were trying to tout the graphical or the whatever the the processing ability of the super nintendo to to create like a realistic but fun so like the physics are accurate it's still an, a wacky environment you could only find in a video game you know so that was the this the uh, uh, the sweet spot they were
0: getting. sure I don't know if the really? physics are, are all that accurate, but no, I, guess, I, I guess for it's, that, yeah. This was, <laughs> yeah,
1: when it was special T shot before. They were just like, fuck it. Let's just put Kirby in here. And uh, it makes more sense that he gets abilities. And, you know, it makes sense. And it does. It really does make sense when you play it. It makes sense in the Kirby universe why he's going around. And, I mean, he's a ball. He rolls around. It makes sense that he's a golf
0: ball. Well, yeah. It's like uh, he can be a pinball. He can be a golf ball. He can be whatever ball, whatever ball you yeah, want him to be.
1: He's like Samus when she crouches. Yeah.
0: Do you know like uh did did Sakurai work on that at all? The the original creator of uh, Kirby? Was was he on that was he on the credits for that? Did you look at any of the developers?
1: I mean, it says it was developed by HAL and it's together, you know, Let me see. Sakurai Miyamoto, Miyamoto and, a, and, a, and Miwada both are. Yeah,
0: as as producers. Yeah, Sakurai is I was just curious cuz he's a uh, he does, you know, he's the, you know, Sakurai the Smash Brothers dude. That was like his claim to fame was uh, Kirby originally was creating was creating that character, you know, which for like I said, for specifically for specifically uh, an easier game, which uh, I was trying to figure out where Kirby's name came from, like just for the fun of it, because he was originally called Popopo in Japan. And he was just a he was just a white circle with a smiley face originally before they added like added like hands and feet. But uh, supposedly people think that it either came from uh, John Kirby, which was their uh, lawyer who helped them win that case against Universal involving like uh, King Kong and all that, yeah. or the vacuum cleaner, which was called which which was called Kirby, which you know the vacuum
1: cleaner makes a lot. of sense.
0: Either ones are, are viable uh, ideas, but apparently they sent a copy of Kirby's Adventure to John Kirby after it came out for NES, and he got a kick out of it. <laughs> Just a little side Kirby trivia there. Did he sucked it up in a vacuum. He did. He sucked it up in his Kirby vacuum cleaner.
1: I mean, what what, what else would you do?
0: Do you know how many do you know how, how many sets of courses are in or in that game? Like how many What is it? Like 8 or 9 like well, total?
1: I'll tell you. It's got eight single player courses. Each of them have eight holes. Oh, okay. And there's so no, it's mini- no secrets. You can like uh, unlock alternate versions of the courses by like uh, completing the uh, courses really well. Oh yeah. Um, he- it says there's four two-player courses with eight holes each. So I don't know if those are unique to that mode. They probably are. Sure. So it looks like there's quite a few levels, uh, at least 72. it Looks
0: like. I'm just curious because most most Kirby games have extras, have extra stuff.
1: This doesn't say that you unlock any additional modes, which I don't remember ever doing when I played it original.
0: Well, there, there's extra, yeah. There's extra courses. There's, there's extra courses well, yeah, uh, that you get that you get for getting gold medals and everything.
1: Right, but they're like the same courses. They're just like slightly altered.
0: Yeah, they're probably like harder versions.
1: Right, so it's not truly like new courses. It's just like uh, harder. So, to speak. sure, but still, that's you know that's something that you can unlock. This this does offer some replayability if you want to play all the way through it, and uh, you can get it on the virtual console. You can. It's you can. if you had it on the Wii virtual console, you can get a discount. I, th-
0: I think i did i think i did buy it again i don't remember though because when i was playing uh rainbow curse i was having so much fun with that game that i was like kind of had a kirby moment and that's when i bought Kirby dreamland 3 for wii u and i think i bought the dream course also i don't remember though i pr- probably got uh, probably got superstar also
1: i actually got a dream course through club nintendo Perfect. oh nice so that's why i have that and then i bought it i think i paid it one or two i can't remember what it is for uh a super nintendo game to to put it on my wii u so i've paid a little bit of money for it but sure it was mostly uh, swag
0: yeah well there you go not bad at all well do you think we've covered the dream course enough i mean there's not not a whole lot to it but it's still an interesting game in the library of kirby games
1: and obviously i i need to play it a little more myself to truly appreciate it because the more i read about it the more i wanted to play more it's a hard game like if you want to play this game with save states, cool, but man, doesn't that kind of defeat the purpose of playing mini golf?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess, but it makes it, it makes it a lot more manageable. Like I said I got I got really good on Mario Golf on Game Boy Color from playing it on 3DS with save states because you can save like on every hole and just make sure you hit that. It just makes it a lot more doable to to beat the tournaments, I think.
1: You can do that but, on uh, Mario Golf Advance as well, but without save states. You just quit the course and then when you restart, you start at yeah, the beginning of
0: yeah, it. Yeah, you'll start at the beginning of the hole, but but if you use the save states, you can go like down to the stroke, to the actual stroke. Oh, that's true. <laughs> you know. You could do that with all the Mario Golfs. You could do it with the 64 one and the Advance one and pretty much any of the ones that had saving in them. Yeah, I think that's
2: enough. Alright.
0: I'll move on then. I ordered Kirby's Kirby's Mass Attack last last week just because I heard it had a cool extra mode involving uh, RPG elements and it had a great battle system. So I kind of bought it like on that alone. Plus, I found it for like nine bucks on eBay, uh, no shipping. So. And I got it in a couple days. It was it was shipped pretty quick. But that's that's, that's an interesting game for what it is. And i I didn't really look at any other reviews or anything. I just uh, from listening to the Hal Hal Laboratory episode of Retronauts, they talked about the uh, RPG stuff for it, and it's like I like RPGs. So I should try playing that one. And I thought about. For picking Kirby games, I was like, I should pick games that I haven't really played or ones that I don't really know, and then just just try, just try them out. So I tried out Mass Mass Attack, and it's it's pretty cool. It's kind of it's, it reminds me a little bit of like Lemmings, if you remember that game, which I used to play Lemmings on my on one of my friends from high school's Game Gear. Yeah, that game was on Super Nintendo as well. Yeah. Well, that's the first time I played it, it was on Game Gear. But, uh, but yeah, it's basically, um, and it, it reminds me a lot of, uh, Rainbow Curse or Canvas Curse because the game's controlled entirely with the stylus. So it's kind of like that. Like, you, uh, you basically, the story is that, like, you know, Kirby gets attacked by some, like, I didn't write down what they were called. These, like, skull beings. <laughs> I forget what, I forget what the names of the bad guys were. But, the, yeah, these skull things, he gets attacked. He gets, like, torn apart into, like, multiple Kirby's. And then like there's only one that lives. So he has to like rebuild himself pretty much. So you you basically once you get to like a hundred fruit, you get another Kirby. And like there's you can get ten total and there's secrets that you can only open with 10 kirby and by uh basically by tapping on the screen of the t- of the bottom screen of the ds they follow wherever you touch you know kind of like uh kind of like the legend of zelda games did and if you like tap twice to go quicker or if you like hold on the kirby they'll become a ball and you can draw where they're going that's where it kind of gets like canvas curse and there's just a bunch of uh ju- just a bunch of puzzles based around that play mechanic and it's really fun like there's no copy abilities in there but the i like the idea of the little kirby's and it's it's cool from what I, from what I played with it. This game is not on virtual console. I don't think so. I mean, if it was, I would have got it on there. But I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's been re-released.
1: This game is entirely touch-based. So is there a lot of tapping, a lot of swiping? How would you describe the gameplay?
0: Uh, it's a little bit of both, because like I said, you hold you hold the stylus on on whatever part of the screen that you want the Kirby's to walk to and uh you also um there's a couple things you can do you basically you basically tap on the screen they'll follow that you can hold it on the kirbys and draw a line and they'll follow the line or you can touch one of the kirbys and flick it and you'll throw the kirby that's basically that's the basics of the controls there are those three things or you can tap an enemy and they'll attack the enemy like that type of thing so yeah so there's swiping tapping and holding and drawing are basically what you do on there But it's fun. I mean, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of cool extra games, which is what drew me to it originally. There's an RPG mode on there called Kirby Quest, where you basically there's like a meter that goes up and down, and you want to hit the meter at at this at a certain point, like to um, and that'll that'll be like how high your attack is against whatever guy you're fighting. But when you get it, when you get enough. When you get enough uh, experience points, you level up and you get another Kirby. So like it'll like go through that, and then you'll get more and more Kirby's, and then all do different attacks depending on what level you push the meter at. But it's a cool it's a cool idea. I kind of wish they would have done a whole RPG like that. But then I would guess they would have to write like a story around it and all that. But I'm surprised they've with all the like little bits of RPG stuff they've they've done in Kirby. I'm surprised they actually just haven't like just full out done one. It'd be cool to do a Kirby RPG. I mean, I think he lends himself well to the RPG front. Yeah, he has, He has enough powers that you could actually make it into like magical stuff. He'd do a lot better than Sonic. Like Sonic had an RPG. It's like his games just don't really work for that. Like a, a character that yeah. runs fast isn't going to work for a slow paced like you know strategy type game like RPGs. And we've like, known
1: since the first Kirby that uh, at any given point he can be multiple Kirby's. So there could be three Kirby's in a party with abilities.
0: Oh sure. Well, then they could you could use like Waddle Dee or like or like the Copy Friends or whatever. Like, uh, there's other other stuff you could put in there. Wheelie, really? yeah. But uh, this was uh, came out August fourth, two thousand eleven. So it's not that old. It's like almost. It's about it's about five years old. The developers um, had a Ma- Masanobu Yam- Yamamoto who worked on Epic Yarn was on there. And, uh, Mari Shirakawa is the director. He worked on, he worked on, uh, the Kirby Superstar version of, uh, Ultra, the one on DS. He did that. And, uh, Kirby and the Amazing Mirror. And, um, Canvas Curse and Picross 3D. So I guess you can kind of see why there's some Canvas Curse stuff that kind of feels like that in there. I guess why it's, that was, uh, I don't know, Canvas Curse was like one of the, I remember that being like one of my first like games that I really liked on DS. Like, because that was a fairly early release, but that was like, I felt like that was the first one that actually was like, okay, I get it, I get it. This is why the the system's good. It was like kind of my killer app, I guess. I had already gotten it by then, but it was the one that I first thought was really good. So it makes sense.
1: So how many Kirby's do you have? Like, it's a massive tech the next Kirby
0: okay. oh you can get you can get 10 10 are the most that you can have holy
1: shit yeah that's a lot of Kirby's yeah it's kind call of it Kirby X <laughs> yeah
0: you, you could call it Kirby X, but I like, Ma- I like mass attack. I said that was an interesting name. And, and, uh, when you like the animation is really cool on it. Like when you hold, when you hold the stylus on one side of the, of the DS screen, like the way they walk is they like all kind of crawl over each other, like sort of like a ball, but not like a ball. It's just interesting to see the way they move. Cause like one of them will like, one of them will walk and then the other one will crawl on top of him. And then another guy will crawl on top of him and they'll kind of move like that, like as a group. It looks, it looks really neat, like, just to see, like, the way they interact, the way they... And, you know, they'll kind of, like, freak out when, like, one gets separated from the other one, and, and they they basically have, like, they basically have three hits to them. You get hit, you get hit once by something, and they turn blue, and when they're blue, like, they're, they'll die if they get hit again. But when, but if they get hit when they're blue, they turn into ghosts, into ghost Kirbys, and you have to use your, you have to fling your other Kirbys at their ghosts, and if you're able to catch them before they leave the screen, you can bring them back to life. So that's kind of an interesting gameplay gameplay wow. part of it as well which I thought was kind of cool. And there's like and there's like these pink rings that you can go through. There's like one per level which will like turn your blue Kirby's back into pink Kirby's. But it's cool. There's there's a lot of like you know there's a lot of really interesting stuff on it. Like the soundtrack's really cool. There's a lot of like weird like Japanese stuff with lyrics and all that in there. And uh the graphics look nice. It's uh it's fun. And it's a uh, weird thing is like cuz cuz like once you get to like 10 if you're good like you can keep your 10 the whole time like it doesn't like it's not going to take them down, like, in between levels of each, like, area. But whenever you go to a next area, they take all your Kirbys away and you got to start from one again. Like, they do a little cutscene where these Skull guys attack you, like, going from one to another and kill... And kill ninety percent of your team, and you have to start over again. Oh but the levels, but the levels are like the levels have numbers to them. Also, it's like you know this one, you need five Kirby's to get in this one, or this one, you need seven Kirby's to get in this one, and so on and so forth. And there's like rings that you you'll beat like a bunch of levels on one ring, and then you'll go into a uh, into a, into a, into like a uh, one that's closer in and you know, so forth until you get to the boss. So yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I, I recommend it if you're into, if you're into playing, uh, interesting Kirby games. It's been, it's been fun so far for me. I've been enjoying it. And there's, there's these medals that you collect as you go through the game. And the medals are what you use to, to unlock the extra games, which is where there's like a, there's like a whack-a-mole type game on there that you can play. That's like, I think the first one that you get. And there's like the RPG one. There's like a race. There's a race one where you hit the buttons, where you where you push these buttons on the screen. Like you're, it's basically like you're on this race track, and it says like XO XY whatever, and you hit and you hit these buttons on the on the touch screen you know to make you go to that next spot so you try to like hit it as quick as you can and it'll like you know basically you can get times through that there's also like a full pinball game on there which is pretty awesome there's also like a full like shooting game like a top-down shooting game also in there that you can use with the um with the stylus so there's like a ton of like extra cool shit that's on there that's like its own game like because the 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 shooter one i think has like five or six levels to it and the and so does the pinball game like there's bosses and stuff in there so it feels like a fully fledged game which is which is really cool it kind of
1: can get like a whole new game within a game
0: yeah it reminded me uh like i said it which we'll talk about after this but but it reminded me of uh it reminded me of, Kir- of kirby's uh superstar you know, because it's, like, you know, eight games in one. It's kind of like that, except it has, like, maybe 10 or 12, I think, total. But, you know, and I guess that, that kind of became, like, sort of a reoccurring thing with Kirby, right? Like, for certain games, like, I think the good ones, like, are the ones that have, like, all that extra stuff to do on there. Which is Yeah, cool.
1: because the gameplay tends to be easy, but if you feel like you're earning something, then you still want to
0: play. Well, yeah, it gets harder if you want to, like, go back and find all Oops. the medals. It makes it a lot more difficult, like, if you want to go through and try to find everything. And that's what gets you the extra, the extra side games for the game, so... And then I think there's like a music player that you can do where like the Kirbys like rock out and play guitars and stuff like that while you're listening to it which is always which is always good to have but yeah it, it's 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 fun I had a lot of fun with it um I did I wasn't able to I wasn't able to beat it yet but I played through like the first two level sets there's a lot of there's a lot of levels per like set and I think there's only like four areas total there might be a secret secret fifth one but I haven't gone that far but there's like at least like 10 you know 10 plus levels like per area so there's plenty of stuff to do on there, I think. What um, did you say
1: you paid for this? Nine
0: bucks. Nine bucks. Nine bucks on eBay. Free, shipping. free shipping. Yeah, didn't even have to.
1: Give your uh, seller five stars.
0: Oh yeah, I, I, I haven't. I haven't wrote. Well, I don't know. The 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 case that it came in was a little chewed. It had like some dog teeth marks on it. So I am going to have to give it a four. No, it's fine. It's fine. The game. The game works fine. But the, but the case that it came in was a little chewed, which is weird. It looked like a dog had eaten it. And there's no. And there's no booklet. But I don't know. It was, it was one that was on my radar for a bit and I was like, let's see how, how cheap I can get this for. And it was kind of like.
1: In the, in the description, did it say this was shoot on?
0: I don't think it did. It just- <laughs> I mean, there were pictures of it, but I didn't see the teeth marks on there. <laughs> but I'm not going to, it's fine. I got the game. The game works. I'm not going to throw a fit about it. But yeah, I think, uh, I think that's, I think that's good on, good on that one. All right. Let's move on, move on to Kirby Superstar. All right. Go for it.
1: So uh, recently, I started playing Kirby Superstar again. You can download this game on the Wii U Virtual Console Worth if, ten dollars.
0: It's a yeah, it's good. I think it's I think it's eight. Certain Super Nintendo's games are eight and six. Oh, you're right. ten,
1: yeah, it's eight dollars. It's worth it though. I,
0: I I believe that I believe that you were the one who introduced me to this game, right? I think the first time I played this was with you, or I think I got it because you told me to get it because I never played it before. Like before we hung out, I think I remember that because I remember playing it at the Columbia dorms. In like two thousand two, or I think it was two thousand two, like the summer of two thousand two.
1: Yeah, this game came out really late in the Super Nintendo life cycle. It was uh, September twentieth, nineteen ninety six. So, the I'm sorry, the <laughs> Super Nintendo life cycle. Uh, sixty four came out what two months later.
0: It's, yeah, sixty four was either like ninety six or ninety seven. It was. 96. I think it was ninety six. Right, end of ninety six. Yeah. It came out in like October or something like that. It, but it was close to the, you know it was holiday time. So we didn't
1: have the uh, sixty four yet. I think we got this like early ninety seven. But man, this was like I saw it. I was like, oh, it's a Kirby game. We we rented it first. I was like, it's going to be another easy Kirby game, and it's easy. But there's a lot of shit in this game. Like there's all kinds of stuff to do in this. Game. Like you were talking about Mass Attack. Like you unlock more games by playing through you know the earlier games. And what I th- what I thought was really cool about this game is that uh, the first game is called Spring Breeze, and it's the first Kirby game on Game Boy.
0: Yeah, I remember that they uh, they basically put they they basically put it on there, but they combined it a couple of levels and took out some bosses. So made it a little bit. Made it a little bit quicker.
1: It's a lot quicker, and yeah. you can copy ability. So you couldn't do that in the original Kirby, and that makes it nope. even more easier. Uh, so it's pretty fun. Like you play through Spring Breeze, and you're like, "Damn it, this is easy!" But it <laughs> it does ramp up in difficulty after that. It's breezy. I think. Yeah, they gave it an appropriate name, Spring Breeze. It gets huh. you acclimated to the Kirby games. If you've never played one, you can move on to the other ones. Yeah, sure. So there are eight games in this, but two of them are more mini games. I would say I don't know if I would say. So. Yeah,
0: I remember. But, uh, well, yeah, there's Spring Breeze, and then there's like the regular Kirby Kirby Superstar game. And I remember there's like a there's like a arena type thing, right, where you have to like hit a button and hit the guy. I remember that mode.
1: Well, there's the uh, I think you're thinking of the quick draw mode where uh, it's called uh what
0: is? It? Yeah, what are the what are the different extras on there? Because I know like. I know there's like a... I remember there's one that's like very much like All-Star mode on Smash mm-hmm. Brothers and has like the exact same music and has like an in-between mode where you can collect like trophies and like get some of your life back with hearts. Like I remember that. Because I had already that's, played... I had already the arena. Does the arena mode. Yeah, because I had already... That's
1: pretty much a- Rush mode.
0: Yeah, I already played Smash Brothers before they hit before that game, and then I saw that and I was like, "Oh my god, this is like the exact same as Smash Brothers, except before Smash Brothers." It was just interesting. It just felt weird, you know, because I hadn't played it before. But it has, uh, yeah. So I'm sure Sakurai was involved with that one too, right? I think he worked on on Superstar. It would, it would make sense.
1: He was actually the director of this game.
0: That would that would make sense.
1: It was produced by Awada uh, and Miyamoto, but yeah, he was he was in charge of this one. This game was later re released on. Several different systems. It was on the Wii Virtual Console. I think you could buy a physical copy of it on the Wii, um, and then also on the DS is a Kirby Superstar Ultra. Really there was
0: uh, the one for a, for the Wii. There was actually there was like a Kirby was it twenty anniversary, twenty five anniversary? There was like a disc that had a, that had a bunch of games on it that you could buy for Wii, and I think that was what it was on. Like the Kirby Superstar, I believe, right? Okay,
1: but that was the physical release,
0: yeah. Yeah, cause it, cause like 64 was on there, and I think like, I, I don't know, it was like, it was basically like the Mario thing that they did, except it was an actual, like, different game, and not just a re-release of like Mario All-Stars, you know? Which I thought was total jip, but but yeah, that, I mean that'd be interesting to get. I'm sure it's I'm sure that one's pretty rare, but that'd be something I wouldn't mind getting. It's like the Wii disc of the of the Kirby 20, 20 whatever anniversary one because it actually has like some extra artwork and you know like a thing where you can switch like from game to game. But that would be cool. But yeah, but uh,
1: I played through this recently. Um, starting with Spring Breeze, I just played through it sequentially. Spring Breeze, I breezed through it, of course, and then I moved on to Dino Blade. Dino Blade just kind of feels like one world in a game.
0: Oh yeah, Dino Blade,
1: I forgot about that. Yeah, one. It doesn't it doesn't really feel like a full game? You're just going after one boss, which is the Dino Blade boss. So you can get through this one and pr- pretty quickly. It's is, probably about the same length as Spring Breeze.
0: Is Dino Blade the one though where you can't like where you where you have to where you can't like copy abilities and you have to like collect them? and change them at no. uh, different times. No, that's not Dynablade. Which level Dynablades,
1: is like? this, That's a uh, Milky Way Wishes. Oh, okay. Yeah, so uh, Dinoblade is uh, kind of a more aggressive version of Spring Breeze, I guess is a good way to put it. Sure. But, uh, it's a little harder, but it's just about as short. And then, uh, you unlike Gourmet Race, which is you're just racing King DDD and trying to eat as much fruit as you can as you're running, avoiding obstacles. Yeah. So really, I really remember I, that. I would think this is more of a mini game. I don't know if that would consider it. For, but the great cave, of, cave Offensive. I've never truly beaten this
0: game. Yeah, that one's really big. It's
1: actually a collectathon. It's a true collectathon where there's a maximum score you can get in the game by collecting every item, and there's a lot of uh, Easter eggs referencing. Like, uh, there's a Triforce you can collect. I think you can collect a Metroid.
0: Yeah, you can find Samus also. There's a Samus statue, and uh, I think um, is Rob in that one, or is, or is Robin? I think Rob is in, in Dreamland Three.
1: No, but you can get Mr. Saturn.
0: Yeah, but there yeah, there's different there's different like uh, trophies and stuff that you can find of, of 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 other Nintendo games. And there's references to that and a whole level of that in uh in Smash Brothers on Wii U, the Great Cave Defensive. It's like the giant the most giant level on that, where you can't see anything. But there's like some of the event levels are like that too, where you have to collect a bunch of shit like reminiscent of that of that game.
1: Yeah, I've gotten all the way through it, but I've never gotten the maximum score, which is hold on, let me see if I can...
0: Nine million nine hundred ninety
1: nine thousand nine hundred ninety. You have to get all sixty treasure chests.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, the, yeah. There's a there's a level there's there's a level like that on uh, on Smash Brothers for Wii U where you have to get all the treasure chests, and it's incredibly annoying. Have you? So you haven't fully 100 percented uh superstar? Well, no.
1: I've gotten pretty far into it.
0: I uh, I got to Revenge of
1: Meta Knight. I beat that. Revenge of Meta Knight is really cool. I I love this game. Presentation is what. Shines here, so it's like any other Kirby game. But as you're moving from level to level, uh, you see narration from the enemies and stuff like, "Oh no, Kirby is here now! What are we gonna do?" We'll unleash these enemies on him. Like, so you've got uh, Meta Knight the whole time is like talking to his minions and being like, "Oh crap, Kirby got to this part of the ship! Like, make sure he doesn't get to this thing." And then like they might be like. Well, I hope he doesn't reflect the laser back at him. No, don't say that aloud. He might hear you, you know? So you're getting like little clues the whole time. It's like an overall narration as you run along. I think that's pretty
0: cool. Oh, sure.
1: And uh, at one point, I really like it. Like you be a boss and they're like, the wheelies are all set free. Like all the wheel.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. The wheelies.
1: The guys start rolling all over the place. Like you just said, a bunch of wild animals. Sure. But yeah. That that one's a lot of fun because, you know, it's a little harder. Even a step up from a Dynablade it's still pretty short, but it's divided up into levels. There's like even a world map, sort of, that you move through. That looks kind of like one level from a uh, Mario Three. You know, it's just like one level with
0: like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! It has the it has the world and the stars and all that. Yeah, I saw that. And it, and there's and also like even the final <laughs> level kind of has like the shadow flying around it like reminiscent of like bowser and his and his uh, clown car from super mario world yeah so i
1: i didn't start milky way wishes yet but i have played through it before and i do remember this was a uh, milky way wishes which i haven't even covered it yet but uh one thing about this game that was really cool was that you could have a second player
0: yeah i was just going to ask you about that How and do you- uh
1: you could either have a second player that was controlled by your brother, in my case, or uh, you know someone else that what that isn't your brother. Uh, but when you're playing one player, you can uh, you can make a copy of yourself. So what you do is you take your your ability that you've swallowed and made it. An, you know you've taken on the ability. And then you press the X button and you create a copy. And that character follows you around and attacks with you. He has a his own life meter and stuff. If you have two players, that's where it's really fun because they get to be, you know, the copy is not Kirby with the ability, it's the enemy. So... You know, as the a, as a second player, it was a lot of fun to be the second player because you could be the fire guy. You could be the plasma guy. You could like, the plasma guy was the coolest. He's like this green dude that kind of looks like he's man of lightning and gas. And he, he doesn't even f- like walk. He just floats around. That's cool. He shoots out these plasma bolts and stuff. He was like playing two player in this mode, especially is a lot of fun because uh, you don't have to keep collecting abilities. Once you get an ability, you keep it. So you can create your own second player at any point in time. So as a second player jumping into the game, that's the best person to be in Milky Way, which is.
0: Oh, yeah, totally. Because
1: you're, you're going to be all the different, like, enemies.
0: And as- you can and you can just like jump and you can just jump in and out really easily too like for the second player right like the yeah. computer the computer will play it if you don't have another person but if you have another person it's just easy you know it's a whole like pop in pop out like before it was actually made they kind of created that to a point yep which is really cool
1: and there were some little tricks like i remember uh my brother and i beat the final boss by uh i was the i was the rock or one of us was the the stone character and so the player one would be the stone and he would just be invulnerable oh, while he yeah. was a, a stone. And then the other player would do all the fighting. And once the other player started to die, player one turns him into an item, collects him, and then makes him again. He gets oh, all his sure. energy back. And you turn back into a stone again.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah so like,
1: there there were little, little cheats that you could figure out if you had to.
0: Yeah, I think that stone one was a real, was like one of my favorite ones. Like of the power ups, and I like the um, the suplex one also because there was like all these different wrestling moves you could do. Yeah, all the
1: different abilities had button combinations and stuff. If you press start, similar to
0: Smash Brothers, also like or right with like up and. Up and wire, down and wire. like yeah. like directions and stuff, but yeah, everything had a different had a different move set, which is insane. And there's like I don't know, ten plus however many different abilities, and they all have their own different things. Really, and the cool. ground
1: pound is in there, and the uh, in several different uh, abilities, you can do like the down attack. Everybody yeah. loves the down attack, and, and that's crucial to Smash Brothers. But you know,
0: it's been in a lot of games. Well, previous, yeah, wasn't the there uh, wasn't wasn't there like a whole like side game that you could play where you could. Uh, down attack like the world or something like that or you'd crack it you know what i'm talking about i thought there was i thought there was a side thing like that where you like would you would like ground pound and they're like put a crack in the earth that was a
1: megaton punch
0: yeah, Mega Ten Punch. I knew there was something in there. Yeah, I mostly remember, like, the extras, like, like the RPG one, which I don't know if you got to that one yet, or I know you've played it, but where, like, when you beat it, you get all that extras, you get, like, experience, and then you get all these other things. You get, like, knowledge and enlightenment and all this funny stuff that they see you get. That was, like, what I remembered most of uh, Superstar was the RPG stuff. But, I mean, the whole thing's great,
1: but. Yeah, the, uh, I. I remember like just being able to jump into the uh, the two player mode for like Samurai Kirby, and that's all you do is you hit the button as soon as the exclamation point appears
0: on the screen. Oh yeah, that was a, lot a good of fun one too. To yeah, like the two quick player. draw game. I remember playing that. Yeah,
1: yeah, Megaton Punch is fun. One thing about that game, like all it is, is timing to like get your meters to the right spot. But if the other player gets their meters done quicker, it'll, it'll interrupt everything to show their attack, and then it goes back to you. You know, that might throw you off a little bit in your timing because they did it first. So that's a cool little strategy. Something else I wanted to mention earlier, uh, because I mentioned it in the intro was that if you're playing with either a second player or uh, a copy, which is computer controlled in any of the modes, if you collect, if you as the first player collect a uh, health regenerating thing, the other player runs up to you and it kind of looks like you spit food in their mouth that's what i always thought it looked like
0: i always thought it, it looked of, like they kind of like makes hugged.
1: like a kissy sound it makes like a weird like kissy sound
0: yeah it goes like it goes like bring or like something like that i always thought they like they like hugged or they kissed or something cuz they kind of like come together and then like the, there's a the transfer of the energy like i remember that
1: it really looks like you're baby birding, your friend.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're. you're, what you're I was. Well, it makes sense with Kirby since she's like eating things, and maybe he can like spew it, spew it back into your, you know, whatever in star form, right? Because he spits everything out as a star. Could be.
1: You know, in star form is fine. Uh, chewed up gruel mixed with saliva, not so much.
0: I don't think. I don't know if it's a uh, one crazy thing, different different game, but uh, <laughs> Kirby Kirby Streamline Three, that was where that uh, Super Smash came from which speaking of weird things that Kirby does he like that's where he puts everybody in a stew and like cooks them and makes them into food and feeds his partners with it with their food which that is, is pretty, pretty which that is, is pretty, pretty creepy yeah yeah
1: that, that's in this that's
0: uh, does he do it in that too yeah you and uh,
1: you will fight the cook as a boss i think the first time i fought him was in uh was in Blade, and uh yeah you get that power and then you just throw all the enemies on the screen into a pot and they turn into power up items or food items yeah.
0: yeah. So you're basically cooking them and then eating them. I mean, you're eating them anyway, but now you're cooking and eating them. I don't know. He's a, Kirby's a crazy dude. But, but yeah, there's yeah. a lot of
1: cool abilities in this. Like, I really love the the wheelie, which I mentioned earlier. Uh, oh, you turn yeah. into like pretty much a motorcycle unicycle character guy.
0: Aren't there yeah. like r- aren't there like races in that game also involving wheelie?
1: Right. So if yeah, if you're uh, playing two player mode, you can ride. If one of if the second player is the wheel, you can ride. Kirby can ride him. That's pretty fun,
0: too. I thought there was a. I thought there was a side game also where you'd have to, where you use the wheel and you have to, like, race somebody else. Maybe that's another in another game.
1: Well, there is, at the end of uh, uh, Revenge of Meta Knight, you have to escape the ship on the motorcycle like that. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, then maybe that's what I was thinking about. And he's,
1: like, chasing you, trying to shoot you
0: the whole time. And, uh, and Kirby Superstar has an opening, like, sort of reminiscent of, like, uh, Super Mario RPG, right? With that same sort of graphics that I thought was similar to uh, Donkey Kong, which we talked about in our uh, Mario RPG episode. But it was kind of that time when they were when there were a lot of games were doing that. I remember seeing that from that. But yeah, Superstar is probably. I mean, I think that's probably like my favorite Kirby game. I think. I don't know. I think it's. I think it's very good.
1: I do too. I mean, I played it for. I put it probably an hour and a half, two hours into it just since I downloaded it two days ago.
0: It's so fun. you play, but you played through all of it before. I mean, like I said, you introduced me to it. Like yeah. and I. And I thought it was incredible. Like I didn't realise it had all that shit in there. But I didn't really know like I knew I knew like nothing of Kirby other than the Game Boy game. So, you know, when I didn't and I played like I remember I played Kirby's Adventure later he ES one on Wii. I think I had a friend that had it, but I just saw a little bit of it. Which that game's cool too. But
1: Yeah, it's a claw machine, a claw machine.
0: Yeah. But uh but Superstar, like if I was asked like, you know, on the spot like what's what do you think the best Kirby game is, I'd probably say Superstar. Like for sure. I mean that's kind of you know, it's it's like Super Metroid. It's like one of those things that's just kinda like, yeah. I think that's the correct answer. And there's I got a, coo-
1: a hold of a Superstar Ultra on DS. I want to try it out.
0: Yeah, I wonder so what's it has added. A bunch
1: more extra modes.
0: Oh, it does? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I wonder what's added on there. Well, you could probably, I mean, you might be able to get it for like, you know, a couple bucks off eBay. I don't think, you know, I don't, I don't think, I don't think DS games are really rare yet. I don't think it's got to that point where people are trying to recollect those. So it might be a good time to get them now before they start becoming, uh rare you know
1: looks like it has a lot of extra stuff so it has a uh, a more difficult version of spring breeze where you face off against ddd but he has a mask on hmm. so he's harder uh there's a harder version of meta the meta knight or no actually no you actually control meta knight through a level based on or through a game based on spring breeze dynablaze dynablade the great cave offensive so it, it, it incorporates all the levels for Kirby Superstar into one game. Oh, and man, then,
0: that's, uh, that's that's cool. There's
1: Helper to Hero, which is kind of like arena, except you just play as helper characters, and then uh, another version of arena which has extra bosses, and then uh, three new sub games. So there's a lot of extra stuff on the DS version. Sure. So I at. think I kind of want to get it. Yeah, I want to check it out and see if it's. Uh, affordable but yeah this game holds a lot of nostalgic value for me and definitely always a two-player game you know my brother and i were always playing this together when it was on
0: did you, you uh know? did you own this when it came out
1: oh yeah we bought it the super like i said we didn't have the 64 so this is what we got instead
0: oh sure it's good though i mean it's definitely oh
1: it's great and it was a wonderful two-player game my brother and i played the shit out
0: of it. cool do you think uh do you think we covered that one enough I think so move on yeah, it's not, it's not selling for too much like I was just I just looked on eBay real quick. you can get it. there's one for like eleven bucks, like nine dollars two 250 shipping, but there's other ones too you know that's one with like the with the full case. yeah, you could probably get a hold of it. I
1: always like to uh when I eBay search I like to look for like where it's shipping from so you can Oh, oh sure. yeah
0: Sometimes I would I'll say,
1: pay like one or two extra bucks just so I can get it faster.
0: I remember uh I remember when you used to look for when you used to look for stuff that was misspelled because it was cheaper. Like try to try to find uh like this, miss misspelled virtual boys and all that yeah I don't think that works anywhere but I remember yeah when you used to do that you said you could find stuff for cheaper yep.
1: nobody could find it I used to find cool stuff that way but they fixed auto auto correct is part of
0: everything sure yeah all right well then we'll move on to our final game of Kirby then. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so um, we're back. So when I went to uh, when I went to that video game expo way back when in Milwaukee, there was a game that I was looking for called uh, Kirby's Air Ride, which I remember not getting reviewed very well when it came out but as people seem to love it now like a lot of a lot of uh i mean it, it has it's it has like a lot of a cult following I guess when I heard like a lot of people still consider it to be great and I've never never played it before so I tracked it down paid 30 bucks for it maybe some people thought that was too much whatever <laughs> I was fine with it that was like I, I was like I won't find it pay any more than 30 but it was like it I had never seen it before anywhere so it was uh you know I was fine with paying that much for it because it's a fairly rare game and uh I played it a little bit when I first when I first picked it up And I just kind of like, I was kind of like, you know, didn't really know what to do on it. It doesn't really, it's like very different than most racing games. There's no like, there's no like Grand Prix in there. There's no like set of levels, you know, it's just basically like everything's laid out there for you. And it's set up very much like Smash Brothers. Like there's like, there's three different modes to start off with. There's like the, uh, there's the racing mode. There's the, uh, there's a top-down racing mode like, in the in the in the way of like super R C program, kinda of feels like that. And there's also uh the uh, city trial, which is uh a whole nother thing, but I remember reading the review on IGN, which I think was by Matt Messina. I'm not sure though. I looked up the review and it didn't say like who wrote it anymore. But they gave it a 5.2 out of 10, wow. you know, basically giving it a lot of shit for using for making making it overly simplistic and claiming that the controls don't work and that there's no depth to the game. Which I, I would disagree with them with them on that. I think there is a lot of depth to the game. It's just you got to look pretty hard to find it. Like I even like watched videos. Showing like, you know, how people played it. Just because when I first started playing it, I wasn't really sure what to do with it. Yeah, in their, in their review, they said, I put this just a quote, just so I could say something of what they said. They said comes recommended as as a potential buy to parents or who, who are shopping for their for their under nine son or daughter. Maybe that's why everybody likes it now because so many parents bought it for their kids that are under nine, and now like thirteen years later, they're like twenty two and and doing YouTube videos. <laughs> so that's why it's come around. But yeah, it's an interesting game. I don't know. I kind of wish, uh, wish. I kind of wish I would have got it when it came out because you know, if uh,
1: I remember correctly, wasn't this supposed to be an N sixty four game?
0: It was supposed to be a sixty four game, and it was I'm actually.
1: It. it was like in, like delayed a lot, wasn't it? It was
0: actually on the very first Nintendo sixty four promo video, which uh, which Nintendo Power sent out. It was the very first game that it shows on there. When right at the very end, when it says upcoming games, which is crazy. Like I was looking for, I was looking for footage of. Uh, kirby's air ride on 64 and that was what i found was that and i recognized that music and i'm like that's from that that's from that video so yeah it was on there it it, on that it looks it looks a lot different it looked a little bit more like a snowboarding game which which some people think it might have gotten turned into 1080 after that but that's you know not really not really confirmed but who knows yeah it was it was delayed eventually canceled it didn't really come out until like 2003 which you know that that year was filled with a whole lot of other shit that I played instead of that. I made a list of all the other things that I bought that was not <laughs> that was not Kirby's Air Ride that year. Uh, Tales of Symphonia, Prince of Persia, Harvest Moon, Wonderful Life, uh, Mario Golf Toadstool Tour, Soul Calibur Two, F-Zero GX, Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes. Those were all games that came out that year, so I was kind of um, a little bit busy with other shit and didn't really look into Kirby's Air Ride. But I which was, like,
1: yeah, not reviewed well and You probably were just like, "Holy shit, this game never should have happened."
0: Yeah, it was. It wasn't reviewed well. I, I remember that it had been canceled before. I just kind of overlooked it. But it's, but it's an interesting game to try to come back to and try to figure out, you know, because Sakurai was the director on it, much like a Silver Star that was like his baby. He made it. Like I said, he made it very much like Smash Brothers. Um, I guess, and they said that that kind of came from some of the inspiration. Like after Smash Brothers Melee was done, they brought some stuff into that, and you can definitely feel it. Like it kind of feels like Smash Brothers and Racing form because there's a lot of a lot of it seems kind of random and people can kind of th- fly off the course and that type of thing but it's weird yeah you you hit the a button to to stop and turn kind of and That's like you're drifting, but you don't really drift. You like stop. You like come to a stop, and then when you let go, you get a boost. And some of the and and there's different cars that you can unlock through like the city trial mode, which all like stop differently. Like there's a car that like can only turn when it's stopped, which is like the most annoying car to use ever. I, I found that one. Well, I mean, I mean like you're Kirby's riding a star as your wow. regular first thing. But yeah, there's different versions of that that you can get.
1: I and totally what, thought this was a snowboarding game. I guess I like really researched.
0: It's not a snowboarding game. No. It's basically a racing game where you're in some sort of ship, I guess. You can find Meta Knight's ship. The ship that you get on in Smash Brothers. you know, when you put it together and there's, like, the target and then it goes through and kills people. You can find that ship that's in there. There's power-ups that you can get. because Because aside from, like, it's context-sensitive, A, which makes it even more annoying... Because like when you're next to guys, you can press A and he'll inhale that person. And if they have ability, the he'll automatically copy it. So you can get ability. That's how you get abilities to shoot people. So there's like the sword mode. There's like um there's that uh that plasma one that you were talking about. That one's in there too. Like that you're talking about in the other game in uh su- yeah. in Silver Star or Superstar. You know the plasma one where you hit like back and forth until it charges and then you shoot a big yeah. thing. Yeah, that's in there. And you do the same thing with the joystick. So it's, it's very much like Smash Brothers where there's a lot of like back and forth on the joystick. You know. Hard to charge whatever and that type of thing. But yeah, it's strange because like, like basically in order to like beat the game, there's like a checklist much like Smash Brothers, like the new Smash Brothers on Wii U and the one on 3DS. And even like the Wii one to a point, you know, where like you do something and then that part breaks and then you see like the four different parts next to it. That's basically how the game is. Like there's three different checklists with 120 different like achievements, I guess, to a point that you need to do in the game. All right, so so yeah, there's there's this checklist on there where you go through and basically do all these different things. And there's 120 for each game, like for the um, you know for the race for the race one, and for the top and the top race, and then the other one. And if you get, in in order to see, like, the credits and the end of the game, there's three different endings based on each of those. So you have to do 120 different, like, achievements in the game to see the credits for the actual game and see an ending, which is crazy. I didn't even know that because I was trying to figure out who worked on it. And I was like, how do you even find the credits on this thing? I almost had to kind of watch videos to figure out how to play this game, you know, just because it's so bizarre. And I think that's kind of why it got, like, a different, like, such a lower rating is that people maybe didn't give it enough... Time, you know, because you kind of do got to play it for a while to get to get fun out of it. And I was having fun with City Trial with City Trial and City Trial is basically, you know, did you ever play Smash Run? on the Smash Brothers 3DS game that came out, the newest one. Are you familiar with that?
1: I haven't played the 3DS version.
0: Well, Smash Smash Run is basically where you go through this level and you get all these different power-ups for your character by by fighting whoever, like, just finding these different, like, you know, little little uh, icons that, that will, will like, you know, raise your speed, like, make your hits hurt more, like, make you faster or whatever. And then in the end, you play some random, they pick some sort of random event that you have to do, and if you win that, you win Smash Run. That's the way it works. That's basically basically a 2D version of City Trial. City Trial, they just put you in this giant open world, and you drive around and try to find power-ups for your ship. And you can also find different ships inside that world if you want to change ships till the end part. And then you'll get thrown some random game at the very end. And if you win that, you win, you know, City Trial, which I have yet to do just because it's... It works kind of... It has, like, sort of the same downsides as smash run where like you don't know what the game is so you don't really know what to build up so like in the end it's kind of like you have to try to build up everything but you don't know i don't know it's it kind of works like that but it's you know i found some fun like you can do like after you unlock some of the stadium events from that you can do them on your own and try to do like achievements with that and i was having fun with that like there's like a drag race one there's like a battle mode type thing there's another one where you just like go through and just go through and attack guys and try to see how many you can you can get but it's there's fun to be had in there it's just you kind of just got to go through it and try to find it i don't know it's a crazy game it was produced by miyamoto and uh, iwata of course and uh, our friend Brill trennan did some did the localization on it back then when he was still doing that same bill but uh yeah it's uh it's hard to i mean it's i don't know if it's necessarily worth like paying 30 if you're not really sure about it but it's worth a second look for anybody who kind of passed on it because of its bad reviews because a lot of people, like like I said, like a lot of people love it now. Like if you see like reviews like later, it has I've seen like nines and tens from from people, you know, that like absolutely adore it. And it was like one of the few GameCube games that had online play way back when, you know, because you could use the modem for it, and you could do uh, you could also do like land play as well. And I think it I think it ended up getting uh, I think they the because somebody came up with a server to use would to use for the land which they used on Mario Kart Double Dash. I think it used that for a while, and I think it kept going for a good amount of time after the GameCube was done, if I remember correctly. But, yeah, it's it's a pretty crazy game. I don't know. I'm still not very good at it at all, but it's fun to try to, you know, just try to dick around and get some of the um, achievements in there.
1: Yeah, I had to try this game out. I remember it, like you were saying, I remember it way back in the day as being a potential 64 game. Kind of lost sight of it.
0: Yeah, it's kind of hard.
1: In my mind's eye, I just see Kirby on pretty
0: much on a snowboard. Yeah, he's well, he's 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 riding the star. He's riding the yellow star that you have. But you can get different. You can get different vehicles. There's probably like, I don't know. There's a good amount. Of, there's probably at least like 10 vehicles if not more that you can unlock through city trial or I don't know. I'm not sure how exactly it works. <laughs> like, I just kind of play the modes and then just more stuff starts to show up. But it's, yeah, it's weird. I mean, you know, sometime whenever we hang out again, I'll, you, you have to, you'll have to try it out. But it's, uh, you haven't actually played like any local multiplayer, but I think it would have been really fun like when, you know, when it had online and all that. Like if I would have gotten a modem. Because like originally I wanted to buy a modem so I could get like, play like Fantasy Star Online, you know, for the GameCube. But I would have, you know, if I would have played around with, with Kirby's Air Ride, I would have wanted to use it for that too. It's kind of a shame, like after the fact, you know. Now, now you can't really do it anymore. But it would, it would have been cool at the time to do it. So I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not really. I, I guess I'm not fully. I'm not fully recommending it. But if, if there's you know a way that you can try it out cheaper than I guess what it's going for right now, it would be worth it. If they ever get you know, if they ever do like a GameCube virtual console, which I hope they hope they will for NX, you know, hopefully we'll see Kirby's Air Raid on there for whatever price, you know, probably like fifteen or twenty, I'm sure. But it's worth it's worth checking out. You know, it's, it's it's just it's just a bizarre game. You know, it's what it's what you expect from Sakurai. You know, it's almost as weird as like uh, Kid Icarus. You know, if you played that game, which that's another game you can get for fairly cheap now. I think I bought mine for like five bucks, like used from from uh, GameStop. If you want to see another weird, another weird Sakurai game that kind of feels like Smash Brothers but isn't, you know. But I think yeah, I think that's all I can really say. Oh, about Oh, you that. mean uprising? Yeah, Kid Icarus uprising. But yeah, that's that's all I can really say about that. I guess for now, is there any? Is there anything you uh, want to know about it that I haven't that I haven't mentioned? It has a killer soundtrack. You know, we'll play a song at some point on this for it. But it's like on the level of like Smash Brothers, like everything's orchestrated and all that. And you hear songs that are in Smash Brothers as well. So it sounds it sounds great. It sounds incredible. It looks really good. It had progressive scan at the time when it came out. It was just, you know, I don't think people really got it. I think it was too weird for them. Maybe it'll get its second coming if they do an HD version or, or a re-release or some virtual console thing or even a sequel. It'd be interesting. Man, that'd
1: be a long time coming for one of announced. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I don't know, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's been our Kirby episode, episode twenty eight. We will um, we'll be doing a we'll be doing E three coverage next week. You know, probably in a couple days, so we'll try to drop it as soon as the news drops. Is there anything else you'd like to say? I think uh, I think this is a, this is a pretty long one. We'll probably uh, stick a pin in it here. Call it a day.
1: Well, you know, Kirby sucks, but I mean, that <laughs> the best way possible.
0: He sucks on fire in, in a good way. Yeah, yeah. In a Kirby's- good way. Kirby's uh, Kirby's you a good Kirby. guy. I like you to play, play
1: Kirby Superstar at least. I mean, yeah. I think that's a great game for
0: anybody. Yeah, play Superstar, Mass Attack, RoboBot. If you get, if you look, if you're looking in to get Super Kirby. But uh, yeah, we we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson and Jeremy Mccasky, and we will see you next week. See you soon.